This is Untitled MMA. Untitled MMA Podcast, episode 71. We've done 71 of these things. Uh, and this is number 71. We've done 70. Right. Ding dong. By the time they listen to this, though, we'll have done 71. Right now, at the time that we're recording this, we've done 70, you ding but dong. But in most people, in everybody's timeline, except the three people that are on this fucking podcast right now, we've completed 71. Well... I placate to that. We're in the present. I I placate to the needs of the many, not the few. Go fuck yourself, Bryce. (laughs) April (laughs) fifteenth is my new um, go-to insult. April fifteenth, twenty nineteen. Today is tax day. I hope you have your taxes done. If not, you should get your priorities in line. If you're listening to this, instead of doing your taxes, I digress. I'm Buju. I am Brendan. I am done with my taxes. Have got my tax back two months ago. Same. I already got my refund, boys. Same. What'd you spend it on? No, it's just, of course, it's just Would chilling you, in the bank account. Geez, like seventeen dollars back. <laughs> no, like a multiple hundreds. Oh, look at you, big hey. boy. So, anyways, we are hot off of a fucking awesome night of fights at UFC two thirty six. Um, I kind of want to start with the co-main event. We're gonna go out of order here, but it's hard not to fucking touch on that one first. Because it may be the greatest fight in the history of the UFC. It's top three for sure, I think. I think it's a hot take. <laughs> it, it, I think I mean, Lawler's... It's definitely not the best. Because Lawler, McDonald, two... I wouldn't put it at my bet. I, Hunt versus Bigfoot still my number one. But this and is right up there. there. I think uh, Lawler might have three fights that are better than that one. Oof. Three? Oof. Oof. I don't think... Maybe two. Maybe two. I say one. Connor has a couple that are better, too. Oh, Brandon, oh. what are you talking about? There's only one that's better. Come on. There's no there's no Connor fights better than Israel versus Kelvin Gastelum. Not a one. The only one that's arguably better is Nate, too. I don't think that's close, honestly. I think you're just living off the height. That was an incredible he fight. He is definitely on recency bias, but 100%. we'll see what happens, what he thinks at the end of the year. We will see what we're doing. There's still recency bias, in a, in a sense. You don't think it's a top five fight of all time? Probably. But you're, well, you're, you say, are, you're riding off the wave big time. Me saying top three, if you think it's a top five, isn't that fucking crazy of a take? I think Lawler and Connor has a couple better fights. I don't think Connor. Robbie what has. What is the second Connor fight that could be better? Uh, probably both Diaz's. Or maybe. Uh, I don't know. I rather. I mean, maybe I'm just kind of confusing with best, better fight with more fun fight. Maybe that's what I'm yeah, confusing myself with. Yeah, it's probably a thing. To me, it's my top five with no particular order. It would be that fight last night, Hunt versus Bigfoot, one. Uh, Robbie and McDonald. Robbie and Hendricks, two, I think it was. I get those two fights confused. And Condent Lawler's better, too. Uh, I don't think so. I think you need to watch that one back. I think you're overrating that one. Uh, I don't know. But I, it, it's definitely a top 10 fight, unquestionably. And I, it's in my top five, most likely. Maybe top three. Awesome co-main event. Uh, Israel looked like he was in deep, deep shit early. Yes. Uh, Kelvin hits fucking hard. We found that out quickly last night. He does a great job of closing the distance, even against a very formidable opponent in Israel Adesanya. I thought Israel was finished, and then he came on strong, ended up winning. Wait, he won the last three rounds? Bryce has watched it more recently than I have. Yeah, I watched this like literally an hour ago. Um, I did round-by-round round scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, they went back and forth, and uh, Kelvin won the fourth round. Okay. so It I- was 
back and forth each round. Yeah, I was about to say, now that I'm thinking of it, I think it was Kelvin the first round, Israel the second round. The third round kind of could have gone either way because Kelvin had that mm-hmm. takedown in that round, right? Yeah. And then 10-8 and the I fifth. wrote yeah. that too. And Kelvin won the fourth, and it was a 10-8 in the fifth for Israel because he fucking dominated that round. Mm-hmm. And uh, the scorecards, later- he won by three rounds. Right. That third round, yeah. I, I said, uh, the third round depended on how much you favored Kelvin's takedown because Israel definitely won the rest of the round. It depended on how much credit you gave to that takedown by Kelvin. I think in real time, you said you thought Kelvin won that round, Brendan? I think so, yeah. I, I think I was playing it safe. Always got to play it safe yeah. as a fan. I thought Israel won the round. I had it even going to the fifth, and uh, Israel obviously got a 10 8 there because of how dominant he was in that round. Um,. Kudo, all the fucking credit in the world to Israel Asanya for turning that fight around. Because, like I said, I thought he was done in that first round. It looked like it was going to be Kelvin's fight. He definitely handled it adversely, almost near perfectly. He he was he was still being dumb at times, getting a little too close, and he's fighting his fight in a sense, which make I was feeling like he was fighting dumb, but that's how he fights, like his hands down, open fucking head and shit. And Kelvin was doing the same thing. Yeah, it feels kind of dumb in the moment, and it also feels weird that you're just staring at me. But uh, <laughs> you're talking. <laughs> but what was I gonna say? Oh, it's just—I think it's crazy in the moment that people leave their head wide open, and especially from a power striker, Gaslam landing big strikes, rocking uh, Israel earlier in the fight while he's leaving his head down. But that's how they fight, and it's—you understand that the fight at the day after and whatnot. But in the moment, it kind of freaks you out. How crazy is it that the biggest moment in the fight for Kelvin was him landing a leg kick, or a head kick, rather, on Israel Asanya? Yeah, that was crazy. I had, because I was watching it on a replay, I had to watch it two or three times to really understand how well that connected. Yeah, because I thought that it was really, it didn't look like, it it looked like it landed, but it kind of just grazed him, and then he started getting all wobbly. He's like, whoa, whoa, I thought the same thing in the moment. I thought that uh, Israel checked it. But obviously he didn't. And then how dumb does Kelvin feel today for going for the takedown against the fence instead of going for the finish? That and the, that was the fourth round, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he could. I, I mean, that it's just one of those things that. I mean, he was tired, yeah. and you could tell. And he was also getting frustrated the longer the fight went on. I noted that he kept just going for just a bunch of sw- like a looping right hook, and then coming in with the left to finish closing the yeah. distance. Israel started it was very pick, telegraphed. That's why the fifth round was so dominant for Israel. He. Kelvin was getting repetitive. He was very flat-footed. Uh, Israel had a read on everything that Kelvin was doing, and obviously it was a very good round for Israel. Um, it feels like these two probably meet again sometime down the road, right? It, Kelvin's 27. Israel's not 30 yet, right? Yeah, I think he's 29. 29. 29. Two young guys who just had a fucking battle for an interim belt. Uh, you have a relatively young champion in Robert Whitaker. It feels like these two are names that are going to be around for a while in the middleweight division. Yeah, I agree because I don't. I mean, they both seem like natural middleweights. Although I still think Kelvin should drop pounds and fight at welterweight. Uh, He's just too thick looking. I just don't think because of his size. I think he would be better suited if he just trimmed down and fought at one seventy. I mean, he was a few strikes away from finishing Israel Adesanya for an interim belt last night. You know what I mean? He's got a win yeah. over, or he lost to Weidman, didn't he? Yes, but he got, that was, and it wasn't even close. Right, he's got a win over Jacques Ray. It's not like he's not competitive at 185. If he was, like, tr- struggling to find traction, I'd agree with you, but it's not like he's struggling. He's He lost to arguably the best guy in the division last night. Like, I thought Kelvin was going to beat Whitaker in the build-up to their fight. I picked them before Whitaker dropped out the day of. I think Israel beats uh, Whitaker, and Kelvin just went to a decision with Israel. Like, I don't think Kelvin doesn't belong at 185. Maybe he'd have a little more success at 170, just because it's not as good of a division right now, I don't think. But I don't think it's not like he doesn't belong at 185 or anything like that. Yeah, and I mean, to me, it just comes down to the fact that he's really short for 185. And even and so like you would have more physical success, I think, at 170. I agree with that, but at the same time, he just uh, Israel is probably the longest guy in the division, right? Mm-hmm, probably. And Kelvin almost finished him last night. So, um, in the lead up to that Kelvin Whitaker fight, the fight that was supposed to happen, Whitaker dropped out the day of with his uh, illness, injury, whatever it was. Did you guys both pick Whitaker? I did. Wait, what? Whitaker Gaslam, did you pick Whitaker? Yeah. Uh, to me, last night, I thought that fight 
It, but that fight made clear to me that I think either of those guys be, beats Robert Whitaker. I don't know if that's a hot take or not. Oh, that's a hot take, man. Because, I mean, freaking Yoel Romero, man. I don't know. Because did either of those guys fight Yoel? I don't think so. Yoel, no. mm, I don't know. That's a hot take, I think. So you're picking Robert Whitaker over Israel? I don't know if I would do that, but I definitely wouldn't say that last night proved to me that both of them would beat him in any definitive sense. Because... Like we've talked about before, Robert Whitaker isn't necessarily the best at any one thing, but he's a really smart game planner, and, I mean, he just finds ways to win. Because he shouldn't have beat Joel Romero both times. He should have been knocked out twice. I feel like what you just, shouldn't have won in the decision either, so. Yeah. It's for a tick. So it also takes some luck in there. And what you think about uh, Robert mm-hmm. Whitaker, where he's a great game planner and may not maybe not necessarily the best in any certain area, but he goes in with a good game plan, finds ways to win fights. I feel like that's kind of true for Israel and maybe even Kelvin, that they're great game planners and find ways to win fights. Like I, I mean, definitely more so. Um, I think the last three fights, I believe, in for Israel have all been bad matchups for him, but he's found ways to win all three of those fights. I don't think Anderson's a bad matchup. No, for not him. Anderson. That, that was perfect. That yeah, I, that was an ideal for fight I, for uh, um, Israel. I agree with you there, but I don't think Kelvin was a good matchup for him. Brad Tavares, obviously not the greatest fighter in the world, but I think that's a bad matchup for Israel, even though Israel went in there and handled it well. I'm just saying I think Israel can go in there, face adversity, obviously we saw it in the in this fight last night, and still find ways to get wins. So if you're giving Whitaker credit for that, I think Israel deserves just as much credit for doing the same thing. Yeah, I 100% agree. Also, though, these guys haven't beat soldier. I mean, they just haven't beat everyone that your, uh, Robert Whitaker has beaten, mm-hmm. especially Israel. So right now, if you had to make a pick, Israel versus Robert Whitaker is happening tomorrow. Who are you picking? Probably Israel, but I'd, it's not like a clear-cut thing. Right I have Israel, no doubt in my mind. I think Israel picks Robert Whitaker apart, honestly. He's going to face the same um, problems he faced against Kelvin where Whitaker hits pretty fucking hard. He can knock you out. Israel can't really knock you out with one <laughs> shot, it doesn't seem. So he's going to face that same problem, but he just faced that last night in Kelvin. So I think Israel finds a way to handle it, and I think he beats Robert Whitaker. It's going to be in front of 60,000 people in Australia, it sounds like, which is pretty fucking fire. Yeah, that's big fire. So where does Kelvin go from here? Give him Jacare. Jacare probably gets a title title shot if he beats Jack Hermanson, whoever the fuck he's fighting. Yeah, that's what allegedly is what's at stake, according to... Uh, Jacques Ray, he was promised a title shot if he wins. So Yoel, uh, Paulo Costa. Uh, no, you don't do those guys because they Yoel and Paulo Costa have to fight. Okay. Keep that out of your mouth. I don't want that juju in the air. <laughs> so Elias Theodoro for Kelvin Gastelum. Marquee yes. matchup, a headliner in Topeka, Kansas. For... Um, I think that a rematch with Weidman could make sense because it's four against six. Why and then, I mean, you're really dropping off to, like, Derek Brunson, J- Jared Cannonier, Weidman and stuff like that. Why should not be number six? He's, his only win since losing to Rockhold is against Kelvin, isn't it? Has he won a, a fight? I think so. Him? He's only fought, like, twice. He lost to Jacare, lost to Yoel. I don't know. Uh, it doesn't, he, he shouldn't be number six in the world. He's not the sixth best middleweight right now, I don't think. I think Derek Brunson's better no. than uh, Chris Weidman right now. But I, but I think if they fight, Chris Weidman beats Derek Brunson. Oh, no, man. I don't trust Chris Weidman much anymore. I don't trust Derek Brunson at all because I could knock him out if, when he throws his chin out there. Uh, so do you want to talk about the main event or you want to talk about that Khalil versus Eric Anders fight? Let's talk about that Let's real quick. Let's talk about Yeah. Khalil looked like a fucking killer. He went to Thailand, learned some shit, came <laughs> back a real bad motherfucker. Oh, yeah. I mean... Eric Anders is that... not exactly a fucking, like, a top middleweight in the world or any or well, light heavyweight i think in the world, light right? heavyweight yeah yeah he just moved up for this fight he was a ranked middleweight before moving up right but khalil roundtree the best performance of his career last night and he looked fucking scary and like he can make some noise at 205 a division that suddenly has some fucking contenders in it all of a sudden mm-hmm. yeah without a doubt and i mean one thing that i noted was that muay thai muay thai freaking works i i think i might I probably have said this before but i think that muay thai is the best foundation for a stand-up fighter i just think it encompasses everything way too well obviously if you go up against a crazy good wrestler it's not the best just because of the way you're standing essentially straightforward Mm -hmm. but i think 
I agree that it's a very frustrating style to face. And if you're, depending on your opponent, it's like, it is the ideal thing. But it's also, like you said, a style that's easy to pick apart. And if you face an opponent, I mean, Eric Andrews is a very tough fighter. He's got knockout wins. He has some impressive wins in the UFC. But not exactly known for his fucking technical ability. Mm-hmm. If uh, Cleo goes and takes that in there and faces a Johnny Walker or a Alexander Gustafson, somebody who has more, a little more technique in their game, I think they're going to be able to pick Cleo Roundtree apart a little bit. But that being said, he looked as good as he could look last night. The leg kicks were super effective. He was fucking firing those in there. And then, yeah. I mean, that changed the whole fight around. For I mean, it took Eric Andrews out of it pretty quick. And Andrews' corner probably should have stopped it between the second and third rounds. Without a doubt. And I made a note of it that it needed to be stopped. You get knocked down four times in a round. And literally, the only thing that's didn't, that kept the fight from getting stopped was the fact that Khalil just didn't pursue once he knocked you down. Mm-hmm. You got to stop. What do you think? Although he looked, his best round was his third round. Although he lost that one too. Yeah, I, that like Joe and uh, Daniel were saying on the commentary during that round, he only looked good in that round by comparison because he looked like he was so out of the first two rounds. I think Khalil gassed a little bit. He took his foot off the gas pedal and it let Anders in that round a little bit, but more. But he still lost a ten eight, and that was with Khalil not doing nearly as much as he was in the first two rounds. Yeah. What do you think of that fight, Brendan? Uh, it was very frustrating because I had. I had uh, the opposite opponent that you guys had. You guys had Roundtree. I had Anders. I felt another one back on both of you. Uh, yeah, you're so tied with Bryce now. I have. A three I thought five. Bryce passed me by one. Mm-mm. We had two different, or we're. I think I was two behind you. Yeah. And now uh, we're tied. And I'm three fights ahead of both of you. Yeah. So that was frustrating. I don't really care who won. Just for the sake of for the sake of picks, it was very frustrating watching that fight. But uh, all in all, it was interesting. Roundtree definitely looked highly impressive, and uh, the corner, this corner, letting him fight for the third round, obviously didn't affect him too much because he didn't get knocked or anything again in that uh, the third and final round. So that decision of the, his team not calling it didn't affect him, which was obviously good. Don't want him to get uh, further injured, so that was good. Um, the fact that Eric Anders even went back out there for that third round. I mean, we always talk about how if you're talking about a fighter's toughness, it means they're getting their fucking ass whooped. But, yeah. I mean, it was about as tough as you can look in uh, an, an MMA fight last night for Eric Anders. I think anybody, somebody who doesn't come from a, a fucking SEC college football background, I don't know if they make it through three rounds like he did last night. No, probably not. Um, and one thing I wanted to touch on on Ninja signing too, before we move on to this main event, talking about Cleo Roundtree's leg kicks uh, made me think about it. I think Israel went away from throwing kicks last night, too, and I think that hurt his game as well. Yeah, he definitely was doing a lot better when he was throwing kicks in those rounds. Um, I think that going forward, he definitely needs to incorporate it a bit more. But also, I think a big part of it was that Kelvin kept catching him. Yeah. He caught a lot of kicks. But if Israel was firing in leg kicks, I feel like that's a very different fight. If Israel early on starts working Kelvin's legs... I think the fight mm-hmm. goes very differently than it did. How wild is it that the takedown that Kelvin did land in that fight was his first since 2015? Yeah, that was crazy, especially coming from a big wrestler background. But mm-hmm. like they said, he's kind of just been knocking out old guys. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what I we mean. They saying. didn't call him old guys, but that's right. literally all. Yeah, Michael that he's Bisping. really done. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's move on to the main event: Dustin Poirier and Max Holloway. Uh, two guys that are well-liked by all three of us. I think Max is in, was in all of our top fives when we did it. Uh, mm-hmm. Was that last week or two weeks ago, whenever that was? Mm-hmm. Brendan has Poirier in his... Was Poirier in your top five, too? Honorable mention. Okay, he's an honorable mention. So I assume that would put him in your top ten, right? Yeah. So a big, a pretty big, well-liked between the two guys fight for uh, the Untitled MMA crew last night. And another fucking great fight in the main event. I feel like if it didn't have that Kelvin versus Israel fight before it, we'd be talking about that as one of the better fights of all time. Probably not top five, top ten level, but still a very, very good fight in that main event, too. Um, I don't know about you two. I had it even going to the fifth, and Dustin went in the fifth round. So, But I think it was easy, as easily justifiable that you could have scored it 49-45 for Dustin or 49-48 for Max. Literally, I've, any of those any scores between that would have been acceptable to me. I had it 49-46. Or 48-47, Max, I mean. 
You had what? 49-46 so for you Dustin. Had, you had Max winning the third round? Second round? Uh, you only had Max winning one round? Third round, yeah. I think that makes sense because to me, I thought Dustin definitely won the first two rounds. I didn't have the first one at 10-8 like uh, everybody else seemed to. And I thought the next three rounds could have gone either way, but I gave two of them, or I gave one of those to Dustin. So I ended up winning him the fights three rounds to two. That's how I had it scored. But, um, yeah, uh, three razor close rounds in the, second, the last three rounds, I thought. Super close fight, but Dustin Poirier hits fucking hard, boys and girls. Yes, he does. And, I mean, the reason that I gave only gave Max one round is that, especially looking at the fourth round, because Max outlanded Dustin by a lot, but the few, the much fewer shots that Dustin did land did so much more damage. I think that including was... Including the shot that busted him open. If I'm remembering right, that was the round that Max won. Or maybe that was the second. I don't, one of the rounds, Max won fucking four minutes and 20 seconds of, and then Portier that was the second poured, round. poured it on for the last 40 seconds and won the round. I think that was the second. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I, Max could have won that round if he held off a couple more strikes from Dustin. Just a really good, fun back and forth fight. And hand up, I was completely wrong in our fucking breakdown of it last week because I thought Poirier couldn't hang with Dustin on the feet. And not only did he land the better, more powerful he, strikes, Max, you said Poirier and Dustin, he can hang with himself. I, I seem like I do that a lot. Um, but yeah, I didn't think Dustin could hang with Max, but he not only landed the more effective, powerful strikes. But I thought he stood and struck with Max pretty well, even though Max did have his moments where he had Dustin up against the cage and Max was pouring it on, which is just what Max does. But Poirier held his own very well <laughs> standing up with Max last night. So what were the mm-hmm. scorecards? All three I think judges, all three were 49-46. So the same as you? Yeah. Which is kind of like almost, I don't know how to say it, it's almost unfair because <clears throat> when you say based off the scorecards that Max only won round, the fight is so much more closer than saying Max won one round out of five. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. a much closer fight all around. So Because he almost won three rounds. Yeah. So, I mean, going round by round, it's almost like not beneficial in this type of fight because obviously the fight is much closer than what the scorecards tell. So, yeah. And also, I'll give big out credit to uh, Poirier and his chin as you guys, or not, or not Poirier's chin, Poirier's strength and power as a in the fight and also to what i was trying to say was max's chin so max max was uh surviving some hard strikes so what yeah to brendan's point on the scoring and the way that we do it in mma i thought like i said poirier definitely won those first two rounds we what what happened you said we do it i mean the sport in like i'm clearly part we're representatives of mixed martial arts we're very important figures and therefore parts of the sport but um the way mma does it where it's the ten or the uh, ten point must system over five, three to five rounds. Um, like I said, I thought Dustin definitely won the first two rounds. The last three rounds, you could have given to Max. Like if somebody scored that fight three rounds of two for Max, I would not have complained at all. I think that would have been a fair scorecard. But I thought Des- Dustin definitely won that fight at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So even if I could, I could have scored that fight three to two to Max. I still feel like Dustin was the winner in that fight. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah. but in what you were saying, if Max won three fights, I don't think it would be Max three, three, four, five. I think it would be two, three, four. Because I think... I, that's my problem is I have a hard time remembering round to round. But I, I can see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, I was, that, that's all I wanted to... But all in all, the what, what I take in from the fight, Max has a fucking incredible chin. He can take some strikes and he can battle. He got cut the fuck open. That didn't affect him too much. He stayed in the fight as much as he could. And Poirier is heart is a hard hitting motherfucker, yeah, which I didn't I didn't really know that he hit that hard until he fought Max. I feel like that was kind of as good as Poirier's been lately. It kind of felt like his coming out party at the same time last night. Yeah, without a doubt, and it's definitely his best performance. Mm-hmm. I did notice that there was such a huge size difference between the two because I mean height and reach wise is pretty similar, but the, I mean Dustin Poirier is a big one fifty fiver. Yeah, he's thick at 155. It wasn't like that at 145. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Max was the they, taller fighter, but Poirier had like a three-inch reach advantage, I think. It 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 was really impressive. To It really looked like it was a featherweight versus a lightweight in there. And It'll, I think that Max could be a 
uh, very successful at 155 if he moved up there full time and kind of filled out for that last another 10 pounds. But I man, it was just too much of a size difference. I don't. I don't think he could ever touch the belt in that division. I agree because I don't think he wins a fight against Dustin um, because. Even if Max, like Bryce says, moves up and and fills out and beca- has more of a body of a lightweight, which he does not have right now, he looks very much like a featherweight still. Uh, I don't see him gaining the power that he needs to uh, stand and strike with the Dustin Poirier because that was that fight last night early on in that first, where it seems like people were giving Dustin a ten eight for the first. I don't agree with that necessarily, but it, there was a clear power difference in that very first round, and it looked like Max was going to get finished early. And Max just doesn't have Max's game isn't conducive to that. He's got to stand and strike. He's got to try and overwhelm you with strikes. He's not going yeah. to take you down and submit you. And that's why he was never going to win that fight last night because he didn't doesn't have the tools needed to uh, combat with Dustin Poirier was bringing to him. And I, I, I don't I don't think just to touch on your point about the power. I don't think he necessarily needs elite power like. I would say that Justin Poirier last night showed elite power. He probably would have finished 90% of that division in that first round. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think he, if he gets a little bit more power, that makes some of those combinations he's putting together in the third, fourth, and fifth round killers. Enough but to finish. I, I definitely think he d- needs more power if he went, went up to that division. Definitely doesn't need it at 145, as he's shown. But he needs more power then because uh, at one point, Poirier just laying against the cage holding like protecting his head and just eating strikes so he can rest and at that point max should finish somebody in that situation but he doesn't hit hard he's just landing strikes over and over and it obviously didn't affect too much in the fight because he lost in a situation like that when somebody's just laying against the cage eating strikes because they're they, they're tired and they're gas you should win the fight and tko but max doesn't have the power to do so and that's what I'm saying. that's not even max's game is like he doesn't throw heat he doesn't he's not uh, throwing bombs at you when you're leaning, standing up against cage like that. He's just a death by a thousand cuts. He's just touching you to death when you're standing against the cage, and it <clears> works. <throat> I mean, he's it worked effectively against Jose Aldo twice. He did it against Brian Ortega, who throws heat for a 145er. And obviously, you saw the difference between a Brian Ortega and a Dustin Poirier last night because it mm-hmm. was certainly affecting uh, Max against Dustin when it wasn't against Ortega. So it, I just feel like Max's style is that of a dominant 145, and I don't know if it works at 155. And maybe I, I think he does get wins against guys at 155. Like I think he beats an Anthony Pettis uh, more times than not. I think he probably beats Tony Ferguson. But when you run into a Dustin Poirier or uh, Khabib at the fucking top of the ladder, there's no way Max Holloway beats Khabib. I love Max no. Holloway to death. There's no world where he beats Khabib. Yeah, and... Um, I think another thing, if he would move up to 55, is that the strength could be a lot closer because, I mean, Dustin Poirier was stronger than him. I noted in the fifth round that he Poirier kind of just held Max up to the fence and wasn't really doing much. I don't think there's a featherweight on the planet that could do that to Max. But when you go up in weight against a big guy at that next weight class, mm-hmm. he just can't quite hang, especially since that isn't his natural weight class as of now. I'm Another thing is I just hope this further puts the whole champ-champ stuff to bed. Stay at your division. Be a dominant champion in your division. That's what Max should have done, and I hope that's what he does moving forward. This is almost like a testament to Conor McGregor, because Conor McGregor was able to do that, and obviously Holloway was not. Conor stepped up, fought. And DC. I think the th- the difference is that while Conor was a great fighter at 145, I think 155 is still Conor's true weight. It doesn't feel like 155 is Max's true weight. Yeah. And heavyweight's DC's true weight, too, I think. Mm-hmm. I well, agree either way, if, let's say 155 is his true weight. He was fighting in 145 the whole his, for his, his beginning yeah. of his career, and he was still doing his... Yeah, what? that's what I'm saying is... Like, so I just don't your think... argument doesn't take away from what I'm saying, even though it... You know what I mean? But, I mean, they went from their unnatural divisions where they happened to win a belt to their natural divisions where they're better and won it again. I understand where you're That's what from, we're saying. But... Whereas Max is best at 145, and then he's going to go up to 155 where he isn't as good. Yeah, he's going to be like against a, the number stiff competition. I if I I'm a Max Holloway fan, like he's my favorite fighter right now. I'd rather he stays at 145 and dominates that division, even if he cleans it out and he's not getting not that intriguing fights necessarily at 145. I'd rather see that than him be the number six mid or lightweight in the world. You know what I'm saying? 
Mm-hmm. At 145, I think he can be, or as true, yeah, at a true weight, he can be the next Demetrius Johnson. I agree. I don't think anybody beats him at 145. Alexander Volkanovsky, Brian Ortega. I don't think any of those guys beat Max at 145. I mean, we'll see about Volkanovsky because, I mean, that guy, that's a guy that can just take you down and grind you out. I don't know. Does I mean, he, Max stuffed a couple takedowns, but Volkanovsky's can he do get, that for five rounds? Volkanovsky's got to get through Jose Aldo first. This is true. Uh, and uh, the only two guys who have beaten Jose Aldo are Max Holloway and Conor McGregor. So, um, so what do we feel about Poirier's chances against Khabib? Not good. I agree. No. I, he's I guess, at, it's. I think he on he might have a little. Uh, he might have a slightly better chance than Conor did, in uh, hindsight for that fight because I think Poirier hits comparably. I think he has, his his power is comparable. I don't know if he hits quite as hard as Connor, but he at least has comparable power, and his and he won't have a broken foot. Hopefully, the rest of his game is better than Connor McGregor's, so he has an okay chance. He probably has a slightly better chance than Connor McGregor. Oh, he has a better chance than Connor McGregor, even though all three of us picked Connor in that fight, which is so embarrassing looking back. But <laughs> um, why chapter have to remind everyone of that? <laughs> you know, shit happens, my guy. But um, yeah. I don't think Poirier has a great chance against Khabib. I don't think anybody in the division has a great chance against Khabib, though, to be fair. He 100% will have a better game plan than Connor going into that fight. For sure. Because he will have he will have seen what Connor have done, has done in the first fight, and he can go off that game tape or whatever you want to call it and then use his game plan off, game plan off that to use his strategy to beat Khabib however he thinks he could do that. And I also think that uh, Khabib maybe, he, I don't know, maybe not talking shit to Khabib maybe will not infuriate the animal worse so i don't know i don't know how to describe it but it's not gonna incur a worse beating on him than yeah he's already got coming yeah i still think though that tony ferguson is the best guy stylistically to beat uh khabib i agree with that now that we've seen kevin lee be exposed I agree that I think Tony Tony has the best chance, but even still, I pick Khabib in that fight. I think. Yeah, I pick Khabib against anyone until he shows that he's can be beaten. Oh, he he has. I like Quinn too. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Stop it! If somebody can the, lure Khabib into their own game, they could be fucked. If Poirier well, can lure yeah, him into a, a a standing up battle, then he can knock him out. And yeah. I don't think that he will, though. I think that uh, if Khabib has any issues like he did against Michael Johnson, when he got clipped, he got really touched. Then he goes for a takedown, and even if he doesn't get that one, he's going to try 60 more until he gets you down and beat your face in. Well, it takes a different type of killer to be to finish somebody, not Michael fucking Johnson. So, uh, Poirier Some might... people fucking smell blood, and they go after it. Some people are sharks in this world. Oh, Michael Johnson, yeah. on the other hand, he's a fucking Nemo. Yeah. Beta, he touches the butt. Beta bitch. <laughs> he touches the butt. <laughs> I like that. Um, that being said, Poirier might be the best fighter that Khabib's fought as of now. All around. Oh, he all around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even like it's crazy that even saying that like this is undoubtedly uh, maybe not undoubtedly, but it's the best opponent that Khabib's fought. The most powerful, mm-hmm. probably maybe outside of Connor, it's arguable. Best overall fighter that he's fought. And we're all still saying Khabib definitely wins. Although Khabib is yeah. undefeated and is looking unbeatable, his resume is still terrible. It's still fuck Khabib. And I agree. Yeah. I hope Poirier knocks his fucking ass out. <clears throat> I don't think Khabib's going to retire undefeated unless he doesn't fight again. Everybody looks unbeatable until they don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the, I, I just don't think that, especially his game, because his striking still is not good. Out of everybody who's fucking come into this game and looked unbelievable and unbeatable and everybody says they're going to retire undefeated, only two names remain and they still have a long way to go in their career, and that's Khabib and John Jones. Those Israel's are the only undefeated. Two. Huh? Israel's undefeated. He's too young. Like, I, I don't legit think any, undefeated, too. I don't think anybody's saying that Israel is going to retire undefeated, mm-hmm. though. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Khabib and John Jones have that undefeated hype. Israel just has the prospect hype right now and the upcoming fighter hype. You know what I'm saying? I think it's two different type of things. We'll see what happens Khabib will, when he fades Bobby Knuckles. It could be once to keep stay undefeated, he better stay at his division. Because I think if he moves up, oh, he's, in, he's in world of shit. Yeah, Cameron Usman beats Khabib. I Tyron Woodley yes. beats Khabib. Man. Yeah, probably. I think I agree Probably, but that's not a I, that's a, clo- that's a much closer fight, but I think Usman handles Khabib. I don't think Khabib's even in that fight. Yeah, I think that 
Usman does whatever he wants to, whether it's standing up or grappling. I I might be because of how bad he looked in that last fight. It's just we haven't seen Tyron even, like, utilize what he is good at. Like, we haven't seen Tyron use his wrestling, and that's what you need to beat Khabib. We haven't seen Tyron really, really use that in a long time, it doesn't feel like. But he can knock motherfuckers out, and that's a way to beat Khabib as well. True. If he can, keep I think he'd rather stand up with Khabib than be on the ground with him. If he can, uh, keep it, that might be a bad take. Cause he's bigger, but I don't know. If Tyron can keep it standing and land bombs against Khabib, then he definitely wins. That's not even a question. But can he keep it standing? Because he couldn't against Usman. Yeah, Usman showed a different type of animal against Tyron, but I don't want that to hinder anything. That Tyron will still definitely beat. Maybe that's yeah. what we want. Maybe we want Khabib to go up to one seventy and lose to Usman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. I just want Khabib I- to lose, honestly. Like. That's one hundred percent. That's one hundred percent me showing my bias. I fucking hate Khabib, and it's not even as a Connor fan because I'm fucking sick of Connor. I'm gonna talk about that in a second. I just really hate Khabib. I cannot stand it. Glad you hopped on the train. Hate Khabib since I knew what Khabib was. So we want to talk about why I hate Connor now. Yeah, let's do it. Why the fuck does he have to fucking insert himself into every single fucking thing that happens now? Anytime there's news, anytime there's a fight, he has to fucking tweet about it and insert himself into the story when he has one fucking MMA fight in the last four fucking years or some shit. Shut the fuck up, Connor. Show up to work before you talk shit. You lost your last fucking fight. You lost your last two fights. One in MMA, one outside of MMA. Show up to fucking work and fight somebody before you steal the fucking headlines all the time. Fuck Conor McGregor, dude. Shut the fuck up for a second. Show up to work. Wow. That was that it. was uh <laughs> that was something. But him um, tweeting after or before he tweeted before and after the uh Dustin Max fight. So, oh, maybe future opponents too. Shut the fuck up. You don't fight. And you're not gonna fight either one of them when you come back. You're gonna fight Nader Khabib, so shut the fuck up. Comments? Good. Okay, I, I didn't know if you were really done. Um, for one, if somehow Dustin beats Khabib, he's going to fight Dustin. Okay, I guarantee it. Sure, but that's not going to happen. So, um, I could also see him eventually fighting Dustin again if he decides to actually fight. Fight. That's again. the most intriguing fight in that division, in my opinion. I Dustin. think that's more. Intri- yeah, I think that's more intriguing than Khabib or yeah, Khabib and Tony. Dustin Connor, you're talking about. That's the most coming from a rematch perspective, yes. But coming from just stylistically, I I don't think so. I think those are one A and one B. I don't know if I could pick one over the other. I love both of those fights. Yeah. That being said, do it on the same card. That being said, I don't even believe that Khabib's going to be there to fight Dustin. I think Dustin's going to end up being the fucking quote unquote actual champion. Dustin is going to legit be the next actual champion because they're going to strip Khabib. I just don't believe Khabib is going to show up to work either. Him and Connor are in the same fucking boat to me. Yeah. Um, so when can when's the next time Khabib can fight? When is his suspension over? They're talking. He could have it be yeah. over whenever he wants to do community service. Oh, he's not doing community service. No, he refuses yeah. to do it. Why? Because he's a dumb fuck. He's a f- little fucking child. Isn't he some like awesome, like great person, very religious, nice person? If, that, if you fucking believe MMA Twitter, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Khabib, dude. Twice a time. Yeah, I think though, even without that, he's eligible in June. I think. They're talking about September, him versus Poirier. I saw that today. Uh, isn't that like right around when Ramadan is? I think it's over by then. That lead up for that's going to be a bad lead up for an awesome fight. Because didn't he fight or a big fight? I guess you could say he fought Connor in Connor. He fought Connor in October, right? Uh, I think it was November. I, I know he can't fight in July because of Ramadan. I know they were talking about September. I think that's what Dana is looking for: is Poirier versus Khabib in September. So. Just go. I would assume that that's when it's going to happen. That's what all signs point to. Excuse me, as of right now. Let's say they book it in September. They need an upcoming fight. They need a fight before that to happen so they can have the next fight set up and keep the fucking fights and division rolling. Yeah, like what? They need we, a number one contender fight a month before that. What do we have at lightweight or right weeks? Now? Like, because Tony's out. It's just kind of open ended. What's going on, <laughs> Pettis? With, huh? Okay. I mean, so the only fight. I mean, Pettis, just, Pettis is staying at 170, whether you like it or not. I guarantee it. I His think, next fight's at 170. I don't know. Uh, it depends on the opponent. It, it's it's whoever the most intriguing fighter fucking calls. If they tell him that you're going to fight Cowboy or fucking, I don't know, Ally Quinter or somebody, at 155, winner gets the next title fight. Pettis is going to go down to 155. 
I mean, they can tell him that all they want, but I don't think that'll happen because it's going to be. It's not that unrealistic. Against, uh, well, I don't think that they're going to actually get the next title fight. It's going to be Khabib against uh, Dustin Poirier. I'm looking at the rankings now. Tony Ferguson's eventually going to be back, and he's going to fight whoever wins that fight. So Khabib, and then Connor's going to come back and either get a title shot or fight Nate, and that then gets a title shot. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, probably. But I, I think he stays at 170. I think his next fight is gonna be the be Jorge Masvidal if he beats Ben Askren, or it's gonna be RDA for Pettis. That's it. I think yes. it's gonna be RDA. I don't think it'll be Masvidal. Um, but I'm just saying, like, if they if they do what Brendan is saying, where they want to have another fight set up, then I I think having Pettis in that fight isn't unreasonable. And if they offered it to Pettis, I think he'd take it. Or let's say yeah. they don't even offer it to Pettis. They offer it to somebody who deserves a more higher-ranked fighter. I think Pettis would be fucking ready to take the show if somebody pulls out. The thing is, at 155 right now, I don't know if there is anybody more deserving than Pettis. Kevin Lee isn't. Ally Quinta isn't. What about Justin Gaethje? J- Gaethje would be, yeah. And uh, Cowboy Cerrone? Do those two. Boom. Uh, Cerrone at 155 right now, is he more deserving than Pettis? I think he's as deserving. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Because he's actually fighting at one fifty five and is ranked in the division. Who did Gaethje just beat? Barboza. Yes. Yeah, Gaethje makes sense. What Gaethje, is cowboy, book it. Oof! I don't want that. As a cowboy fan, <laughs> I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want that at all for a cowboy side of things. But it'll be uh, interesting while it lasts. We've had to have talked about a Pettis Gaethje matchup before and how we think that goes, right? Pettis wins. I think Pettis wins too. Hmm. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that kind of covers everything there is to talk about, really, don't you think? Conor McGregor had a broken foot. That's why he didn't beat Khabib. That's not why he didn't fucking beat Khabib, dude. And you don't even believe that. That, that helps. Because, I mean... You think that made like, a difference? Honestly, yes. though, without being the fucking character, you think that made a difference against, against Khabib? Yeah, I You're legitimately think that it hurts. I'm not saying necessarily if he has a 100% healthy foot, he beats him, but he has a much better chance. It doesn't make a difference. He gets taken down and pummeled either way. And let's not let's not hide away from the fact that Khabib almost probably outstruck Connor. He looked like he rocked Broken Connor. Foot. Broken foot. Mm, yeah, I, Khabib, Connor got stumbled by Khabib. Khabib dominates that fight either way. Dominates. I think. I don't though, think if Connor had fucking three healthy feet in that fight, Khabib still dominates him. Suck I still that. broken foot. If they run it back, it'll be a lot better. That's why I hate Conor McGregor. He's always got a fucking built-in excuse, too, dude. It's fucking six months after that fight. Oh, I had a broken foot. Did ya? Did ya? It looks like he did. Like, I've watched the fight again. I could see it. Uh, I'm out on Conor McGregor, man. I think he's had an excuse. Until he fights again, and then you're back on him. No, I don't want to hear your I'm crap. Out. I'm if, done If on you Conor get McGregor. back on Conor McGregor, I'm going to punch you square I'm in the so nose. I'm so fucking done with that, dude. No, you not. said that last time. I'm fucking out. Conor McGregor is yeah, fucking canceled. Until he yeah, KO's, right. KOs Khabib, and then you're fucking sucking his dick again. I'll suck anybody's dick who beats Khabib. <laughs> That's just a fact. Yeah, <laughs> You're going to be back on Conor McGregor nope, if he fights. I'm out on him. Done with him. Finished. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I'll put put money on him, motherfucker. I hope he faces Max and knocks Max out. Fuck you, dude. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm unplugging your microphone. <laughs> it would be pretty great, but... Fuck uh, you! I hope Connor gets knocked, McGregor knocked out anybody, it's going to be great. I hope Connor gets knocked out by Nate. Fuck Connor McGregor. Wow. Fuck you. I hope you get knocked out by Nate. <laughs> if Connor gets knocked out by anybody, he should retire. Agreed. He should retire anyway. Yes. Sucks. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Legitimately, who do you think can he be at the top of the lightweight division? Connor? Yeah. Everybody but Khabib? Yeah. He can beat everybody but Khabib. Who do you think he beats more times than not? He beats more times than not? Or he loses two more times than not? He beats more times than not. Everybody but Everybody but Khabib, yeah. Still, you think that he beats Tony Ferguson more times than not? Oh, yeah. To- yeah. He's knocking Tony Ferguson yeah, out. That Tony Ferguson chin. goes out in the first round. Fucking he almost him. lost to Anthony yeah. Pettis. Anthony Pettis almost knocked out Tony Ferguson. I'm just saying. People I, forget I, that. I just want to know. But, but again, Anthony Pettis knockout artist knocked out fucking Wonderboy first time in his career. People forget that. 
Uh, I think Connor is definitely much more of a killer, has a killer instinct to finish a fight, let's say, if he does not even rock him. And I think he has the more power to rock him. So in saying that, on both sides of the boat, he has a better chance to beat uh, Ferguson nine, how many times out of ten? How do you think Connor handles a Justin Gaethje where it's constant pressure? We haven't seen him deal with that. I think that it would be tough, but I think it would be a lot of circling and just jumping or darting in and out. I think Gage is just counter strike. Gage is just too much of a fucking lunkhead to beat somebody like Conor McGregor. He's just not smart enough. Connor's definitely going to have to finish him early. He's not going to be able to no. survive that pressure for three fucking Connor's rounds. Weak or five. Ass, Connor's weak ass gas tank definitely plays a factor in a lot of those fights. Yeah. Um, do we want to go ahead and make our one single pick for this weekend? Sure. So we're only picking the main event because this is the trashest of trash cards. Uh, Man, you got Roxanne Modafferi against Antonia Shevchenko. Dude, what are they trying to do to Roxanne? They're trying to get her killed? <laughs> I don't know. That's, they must hate her. Roxanne stinks out loud, and they're putting her in there with a fucking killer. What a move. Um, but yeah, we're picking Alexia Olenek versus Alistair Overeem. It's the main event of this weekend's card. Don't know where it is. Don't care where it is. It's in the middle of the afternoon, so I'm so sure it's in that fucking ass crack of Europe somewhere. Olenek is a plus 205 underdog. Overeem's minus 245 favorite. Alistair Overeem puts away Alex Olenek in the first round. Knockout win for the Reem. I have Alistair Overeem, too. Not an interesting fight. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. But hopefully, I also have Reem. But hopefully an interesting finish. Hopefully a highlight reel. Not saying it's happening, but I hope it does. Got Alistair. Go Reem. St. Petersburg, Russia. Oh, like I said, ass crack of Europe. <laughs> um, I also have Overeem, and that's, yeah. Anything else we want to talk about? Star Wars? <laughs> A teaser was released, and I watched it just before the uh, podcast. It's not great, but thank you. I'm wait, yeah, wait. What do you mean by not great? Like, if you can give one word to define it, is it not great? Fucking Star Wars talk. I love it. Um, because if, about if you, if what's it, not great? What's one word to describe it? Like, if you can say great, awesome, terrible. Like, what's one word to describe it? Meh, meh. M e h meh. I'm not on that level. I think it's good. I think it's a. I think it's pr- a pretty good trailer, or teaser, whatever you want to call it's it. Teaser. Yeah. It's a distinct. There's a very distinct difference between a teaser and a trailer. Shut but your mouth. There is. It's a fact. Shut your mouth. Suck my dick. But compared to Buju, I am very much on the meh scale. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Compared to Buju. Compared to Buju. Awesome. People love that trailer, the and I don't. Teaser. The perfect teaser. Doesn't get better for a teaser. The perfect teaser. We'll see what happens when the trailer comes out. Ray jumping over the fucking fighter. Who's flying it? I don't know. Who cares? It's probably important. No, it's not. It's probably important. Somebody's just fucking going to run at Ray that's unimportant. I think. It's just a a first order soldier. Why does it have to be somebody important? Why why wouldn't they shoot? Maybe they're candidates. Because it's someone important. Shut your mouth. You know it's someone important, and you got proved wrong. If it's somebody, Shut if it's somebody Shut important, up, what's the difference between if it's a soldier and someone important? Why isn't the important person? Firing? I just asked who it was, and you're like, it's no one important. It's when not. It's someone important. I guarantee it's not anybody important. It's someone important. It's not. You want to put money on that? No. I'm, broke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for Star Wars. I don't give a fuck what these two haters say. I'll see it opening. I'm, this is what I'm doing. When the tickets get released, I'm buying tickets for opening night and the Saturday after it gets released. Jesus. That's just what I do. That's kind of... What do we think about the Emperor being back? I don't like that Do you think he's alive? Like, Do you think he's like like an active character in this movie, or do you think it's a flashback type of deal? I definitely think it's like a... I don't know. So it's a flashback or, or, be, or a force ghost. I don't think he's going to be alive alive, but he's going to be there. Do you know what I mean? So like maybe like a... Obi Wan type situation from the original trilogy, just yeah, a lot less terrible. Kind of like that. <laughs> what? That was terrible. What? Just the fucking ghost. Just like that ghost was terrible. Like the one was it? It was the one when they destroyed the Death Star. Those ghosts were terrible. Oh, when they were just cut- standing there. I'm talking about like Obi Wan, where he's talking to Luke, tells him to go to Dagobah to complete his training and shit like that. That's not as bad. But the ghosts after they killed the Death Star were terrible. I don't. I don't. But it, I, it was just got, okay to me. I agree. But coming from that time period in movies, it's Return of the Jedi Episode Six. Very man movie in the Star Wars universe to me. I like it. Not great. All the movies are awesome, besides maybe one. One can be 
considered once, good. Once so bad. <laughs> Episode <laughs> one so bad. Um, but it has the best individual character. This and is my the best villain. This is my prediction where I have nothing to base it on for episode nine. I think we see Force Ghost Anakin Skywalker in this one for the first time Who? since episode six. Force Ghost Anakin Skywalker. They said Anthony. Anthony. <laughs> Anthony Skywalker. Lo- long lost Italian cousin of the Skywalkers. <laughs> and it's just Anthony Pettis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's playing an Italian Skywalker. Your boy. Uh, what's his name? Is in it. Who's my boy? Oh, Lando? No. Lando. Lando's back. Shut up. Oh, wait, no. I'm talking about the show. Never mind. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Bald redhead dude. Bill Burr? Bill Burr. He's back. And <laughs> he was never gone. Or he was never around to be back from. No, he's in the... Oh, yeah, he's it. Bill Burr's in the Mandalorian TV show. Shout out Bill Burr. Old Billy Bounty Hunter. Um, Who wins the Game of Thrones? Bryce? Joe. Brendan, who wins the Game of Thrones? Who ends up on the Iron Throne at the end of the show? I don't know what you're talking about. I need a prediction. I don't know what you're talking about. Give a name. The listeners, Give a name. The listeners want to know. Who do you think wins? Game of Thrones is trash. Who wins? Who becomes... Who is... Who's sitting on the Iron Throne at the end? Pettis. <laughs> Bryce, Bryce says Joe. Brendan says Pettis. That's their prediction for the Iron Throne. It's Jon Snow, by the way. It's the correct answer. However, that we're going to wrap this up because we're on to fucking Game of Thrones predictions. Two of us don't watch Game of Thrones. So, uh, you can find out, find everything we do at untitledma.com. We did a full week of content this past week for UFC 236. Bryce did previews for the main event and co-main events. We did our fighter picks. This podcast, obviously, I I uh, uh, published my bets for this weekend's card, which I did okay on. I think I won some money. I haven't done the math yet, but I think I won a little bit. Um, but yeah, everything we do, those fighter, those fight previews, spotlights, the podcast, the store, everything is at untitledmma.com. You can follow us on social media at untitledmma on Twitter and Instagram, untitledmma on Facebook. You can listen to this podcast, download this podcast on iTunes. Oh, I burped. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube. Pretty much anywhere there's podcasts, you can listen to this one there. Rate, review, subscribe, give us some feedback, uh, some constructive criticism. It's always appreciated when you reach out, and it helps the show. It's the easiest way to do that. So it's always appreciated when you do it. Go ahead and do that. It only takes a second, you fucking lazy fucks. Uh, if, you wanted to ask, if you wanted to ask a question to the show, Bryce will tell you how to do such a thing. If you want to ask us anything, I mean, pretty much anything. We talked about Star Wars, Game of Thrones. Uh, so the pop, the possibilities are endless. Shoot us a question using – tweet at us using the hashtag AskUntitled. They'll check it before the end of every show. Um, that's the easiest way. Uh, you could always, though, send us a DM on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, comment on anything, anything like that. And if we get to it, we'll definitely answer your question. But – that is definitely the easiest way. Favorite Star Wars character, go. Uh, Darth Vader. Uh, Darth Vader. Ooh. Um, this, this, oh, I didn't even know you had to think about it. Yeah, I, yeah, I got to really think about it. Who's yours? Han Solo. You? Han Solo. Yeah, I should have known that. Probably Yoda, the goat. Whoa. I think you're, I'd consider you, one, Darth Maul, two, Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> when I think of Bryce, that's who I think. Admiral Akbar. Admiral Akbar. Admiral Akbar is in my top five. Like, even though he's such a very small character. I'm setting you up for the end. I just set you up perfect. Are you going to do it right? You don't get it. It's a wrap. 